Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is Don Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Welcome back to the show. This is The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I am your host, Richard Holdridge. On today's show, we have two special guests. They are friends of mine from college at Freed Hardman University, Ben Hayes and Travis Creasy. They are hosts of a podcast called Helping Healing Humor with Ben and Travis, and they do good works on that podcast, and you can download that podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. Great to be here. Thank you for the invite. Looking forward to talking a little football. Absolutely. We have the national championship in nine days, the most anticipated national championship in the SEC. First of all, I know you guys are Alabama fans, and I'm a Georgia fan, but before we start talking up our teams, let's just take the time to recognize what an accomplishment this is that the SEC once again has two teams in the national championship. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, that doesn't happen very often. I think the world's kind of ready to burn right now because of it. But, um, you know, everybody else is a little frustrated by that, I think. And, of course, this is the rematch of the 2018 national championship in Atlanta where Tua Tagovailova broke the hearts of Georgia fans on the second and 26, the touchdown in the end zone to Devonta Smith and Alabama beats Georgia 26 to 23 in overtime. So when we talk about this game, this is a rematch from the SEC championship a couple of weeks ago. Georgia lost to Alabama 41 to 24. This is going to be a different Alabama team because Brian Robinson is healthy. They're going to be without John Menchie. But what do you guys take away from this matchup, and what are you looking forward to most about the rematch against Georgia? And is Alabama up to the task to beat Georgia twice in a season and win Nick Saban their seventh national championship? Well, I think talent-wise, you saw, just speaking back to what you were saying, uh, the SEC talent-wise showed last night that it's still the class uh, of of the sport. And I think that, once again, it'll be an in-the-trenches in kind of deal. Uh, you saw Cincinnati didn't really have what it took up front. Michigan did not have what it took up front. I, I didn't even know if Atchison was playing. I mean, honestly, he, he was such a non-factor uh, coming in as the Heisman runner-up, and Georgia just neutralized him. And I think that's going to be the key again. Uh, Alabama actually had two guys go out of the game last night from the offensive line. It uh, didn't affect them very much against Cincinnati, but that'll be something looking f- going forward. I think both guys are possibilities to return, but how how much time they will need, who knows? But you know, I think it's it's going to be a different thing. I think both teams were very vanilla last night. Georgia didn't show much. A lot of throws to the flat, a couple of deep balls, but I think they'll approach Alabama differently, and I think Alabama will approach Georgia differently. We're just not going to run the ball like we did against Cincinnati. Yeah, it was wild to me to see how we ran it on Cincinnati um, and how Cincinnati just was completely shut down. I mean, 
I, I really thought it would be a, a scoring, uh, you know, a, a high scoring affair. You know, I thought Cincinnati would be able to, to take more advantage of uh, our cornerbacks and things like that. And I think a couple of times they nearly got to that point, but I guess the, the defensive line uh, made sure that that didn't happen too much. And one of the matches I'm looking forward to in this national championship game, which will air Monday night, January the 10th. Right now, Georgia is a slight favorite by two and a half points, but as always, the line will change. If we're going to pick a winner in this game, I know you two are Alabama fans and I'm a Georgia fan. We could easily go by us and say, oh, Alabama's going to win this game, or Georgia was the best team all year. They had their worst game against Alabama. They can't play that bad again, and the matchup seemed to favor Georgia. But how do you see this game? Do you feel that Georgia can win the rematch, or is Bama just Bama, and they just have better players than Georgia, and they have the greatest coach in the history of college football? And will that make a difference in this game? I think that uh, I think Georgia absolutely uh, can win this football game, and I think you're right. I don't see them playing that poorly. Uh, I think Alabama made some plays in that game that they had not made previously, and Georgia's definitely the more consistent team, and so that makes you and the the odds be in their favor, and and understandably so. I think if you asked any Alabama fan, the last thing we wanted was Georgia to beat Michigan, but especially to beat them as dominantly as they did. And so if you'd asked me last night, who you, I'd been a big Wolverines fan. I was hoping Wolverines would win. Just because it's difficult to beat a team twice, they're going to be motivated, I think, Alabama had the, you know, the pro the, the thing on their side was we got to win, we got to beat Georgia, or we're out. And Georgia didn't necessarily have that feeling. I think Georgia absolutely has the horses to win this game. Uh, the question I think that comes in, and you mentioned it, is the coaches. You know, I think Kirby's a great coach. I think he has a future at Georgia, regardless of the outcome of this game. Uh, I know there will be a lot of people that jump to conclusions just like they did a few weeks ago and think, oh, Kirby can't do it. He's never going to get over the hump. But Nick Saban can't coach forever, and there aren't many out there left. It's the same thing with playoff expansion, though we won't get into that. But it's like we can't keep making rules just because Nick Saban is as dominant as he is. Uh, he's not going to live forever. I know that's hurting us Alabama fans, uh, <laughs> and, and everybody's looking forward to that. But you got to stop making such rash decisions. You see people getting fired because they're not winning like Nick Saban. Nobody wins like Nick Saban. And I know I'm an Alabama homer, uh, but I really do believe that Georgia has the upper hand in this game. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think uh, we. I, I did not want to face Georgia again. I was the same way. I, I, I like to see the SEC win. I love to see two SEC teams in it, but I was sort of hoping for Michigan because uh, they do have that firepower. And I'll, I'll tell you, I, I don't bet, but I did tell our youth minister uh, a couple of weeks ago, I said, there's no way Alabama's beating Georgia. This was in the SEC championship game. And I said, uh, he said, oh, yeah, it's going to happen. Alabama's going to beat them. I said, no, if they do, I'll buy you a steak supper. So now I've got to buy him a steak supper. So I'm not going um, to be too confident about my pick against Alabama anymore. <laughs> Uh, it's hard to hard to pick against uh, Nick Saban, like Travis said. But I think all, uh, that that Georgia's got the 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 firepower. I think that they obviously showed last night that they are a great team. Um, I'm hoping we didn't just you know kind of get a fluky win in the SEC championship, and I hope it's a real good game. But I just I'll be honest. That's why I don't um, 
I don't feel real confident about making picks because um, these these guys just show up differently every time. I was impressed with Alabama's running game um, and being able to do that last night, and so that kind of brings a little bit uh, more to the field. But we've you know being with with Mitchie being out and um, and some other guys you know kind of getting hurt. We've got we got several guys that that kind of makes me a little bit worried about that. The talk around Georgia camp is if Stetson Bennett is throwing the ball more than 30 times, Georgia is going to lose. He had to throw the ball 48 times against Alabama because Georgia was trailing for most of the game, especially with the 14-point swing. Alabama jumped out to the 24-17 lead at halftime. Alabama was going to get the ball back, and then they took the 31-17 lead. And once Stetson Bennett threw that pick six, it was over. He could not recover from that. So a lot of speculation around here was that Georgia should go to JT Daniels because he's he's the more NFL-ready quarterback. But Stetson Bennett had the game of his career yesterday against Michigan. He was flawless. 20-30, 313 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. And once again, the offensive coordinator for Georgia, Todd Monken, has the confidence that Stetson Bennett could have a bounce-back game against Alabama But let's talk about your quarterback, Bryce Young, who had his game of his career, and that's why he won the Heisman Trophy. I believe Bryce Young won the Heisman because of his performance against Georgia. 26 for 44, 421 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. He had a QRB rating of 98 against the best, against the best defense in the last 10 years. Georgia was averaging. On their defense, they were averaging about seven points a game, and Bryce Young torched that defense, and I believe that's why he won the Heisman. How impressed have you been with Bryce Young not only to break the Alabama touchdown record set by Tua Tagovailova, but to overexceed the expectations that Alabama quarterbacks have had the last three times? You've had Mac Jones, Tua, and Jalen Hurts, and right now all three of them are starting quarterbacks in the NFL. I got to tell you, how impressed are you with Bryce Young? I I think he's amazing. Uh, you know, I, I would not have guessed. You know, I thought Alabama would lose two or three games this season just because it was kind of a rebuilding year. You you send how many draft picks, first round draft picks to the NFL off of that offense, and so I think Bryce Young is the example, maybe not the, but an example of how the game is changing. You know, he made reference in his Heisman Trophy candidate, and he got made fun of it a little bit because he said, you know, people doubt me. And I think people missed the context of the quote. The context was NFL scouts tell me I'm too small. And you're going to hear that. You know, you're going to hear that next year when he's draft eligible. And he's not tall. Uh, they've got him listed way taller than he actually is. I've seen the guy in person. But it's the evolution of the game. I mean, you can play that point card role. That's really what the quarterback is now. Even when running, you've seen him. You know, against Georgia, he tried it last night against Cincinnati with the the pitch, you know, the little wishbone option there. And, uh, you know, a small guy can play the game now because he's protected and he's more like a point guard. And, man, he has played that to perfection. And I think that's just the evolution of Alabama. That's what makes Nick Saban great. He's going to take the winds of change and he's going to bring them under control. He's going to put a leash on them and he's going to do it. And I, I think that Bryce has been amazing. He seems like a, a really good guy. And to your point about Stetson, my only question is, can he do it again? It's he's gonna it's gonna take that. 
And the issue I saw last night was a lot of his throws were to the flat, you know, almost like a swing sweep, uh, which works against the Wolverines. I'm not sure that's going to be there against the Tide because they're just as quick as Georgia. So he did hit that downfield throw, and it was a beauty, you know, and he's going to need to be able to do that. But I think those are great, you know, comparison there of quarterbacks. I think Alabama goes the way that Bryce Young goes. I think Georgia will be in a similar situation here in a few days. I I don't know. I can't speak much to to Bennett, but um, to Bryce Young, I think the thing that impresses me most um, is just what's between the ears. I mean, he seems to be cool and calm and collected. Uh, you know that that everybody goes back to that point in the Auburn game where you know he's got a smile on his face and it's you know it's down to the wire and he's still just kind of grinning. Um, he's got confidence, but you know when they ask him before the playoff game uh, about his Heisman Trophy, uh, his his comment was something to the effect uh, of that's past, you know, and uh, and we've still got things to accomplish. So I just think, you know, the way he thinks, uh, if it's actually what he says is what he's thinking, I'm just impressed with that. Um, I, I'm the full understanding that, like Travis said, Nick Saban will not always be around uh, Alabama you know, I, I'm a big Alabama fan. I'd love to see us win it again, but I also understand that um, you know it doesn't happen every year. So uh, you know, there's going to be somebody at some point, and it seems about every other year uh, we get knocked off the pedestal. But uh, I'm just thankful that we've been able to be a part of it uh, so many times. Because growing up, it was you know it was pretty uh, pretty difficult sometimes to to be an Alabama fan as far as you know just the way our seasons went. So. Uh, it's been nice uh, over the last several years, and I'm trying not to um, take it for granted. <laughs> now, you two are lifelong Alabama fans. However, I'm a transplant Georgia fan. I'm originally from California, where there's no college football tradition up in the Bay Area, and I moved to Georgia in 2006. So I started rooting for the Bulldogs right around 2008 when they were preseason number one, and Matthew Stafford, Doshawn Moreno took them to the Sugar Bowl, and they beat Hawaii. But this rivalry, because this is a rivalry between Georgia and Alabama, started in the 2012 SEC championship game where you had number one, number two, Alabama, and number three, Georgia, going at it. And Georgia was five yards away from beating Alabama and a chance to play in the national championship against Notre Dame. Georgia never gotten this far since 1982. So it was a big moment for the University of Georgia. And they were up in that game 21-10 to 10 after that blocked field goal. And I remember that once Georgia had that lead, that you woke the sleeping giant because all Alabama did was ran the football with Eddie Lacy. Georgia could not stop them. I remember Georgia was up in the game 28-25. to 25. A.J. McCarron threw that ball to Amari Cooper, broke the hearts of the Georgia Bulldogs and Georgia did not have time on the clock. There was a tip pass, no timeouts and Alabama won the game. Fast forward to when Kirby smart takes over as head coach for the university of Georgia in 2016. And what he has done has been amazing at Georgia, but he hasn't quite got over the hump. Owen four against Nick Saban and every single game. We'll start with the first one, the national championship. Georgia's up 20 to seven with the ball. And Alabama comes back, 
a smart move by Nick Saban. It was a very bold move to bench Jalen Hurts and put Tua Tagovailoa in the second half, but it worked, and Alabama won that game. The following year, Georgia has a 28-14 to lead on Alabama, and Rodrigo Blankenship is getting ready to kick a chip shot field goal, which would have been 31-14. to And then the opposite happened, where Tua Tagovailoa got injured, and Alabama inserts Jalen Hurts, and they were able to come back in that game and win 35-28. Georgia fans remember the fake punt, Justin Fields getting sacked. Another heartbreaking loss for Georgia. And then you go to last year in Tuscaloosa. Georgia loses to Alabama 41-24. They were up in that game 24-17. And then two weeks ago, Georgia had a 10-0 lead against Alabama. So each time that Kirby Smart has played Nick Saban, he has had a lead, and he cannot close the deal. How do you feel about – do you think that Kirby Smart is exercising – He's he's got to exercise demons to try to get over the hump. And do you think that it's psychological that, that Nick Saban could just be in Kirby Smart's head? I think it has probably more to do with the players. Um, yeah. You know, I'm a coach, so I'll just throw that bias out there. Alabama does it. You know, you see it last night. I think one of the frustrating things with Alabama this year for me is there'll be an opportunity to take a three-touchdown lead, a commanding lead, and then we get away from what works. And so I think in some of those instances, you know, the fake punt, you know, sometimes a coach will, you know, hey, we've got a chance to – we can be over-aggressive, you know. You kind of try to pull something out of the pocket that you don't normally do, that you're not really prepared to do, and it backfires on you. I will say this year Alabama has given up a bunch of trick plays, a ton of trick plays, punts, fake field goals, all those things. So maybe this is the year he should use them. But I think also there's a player thing. Oh, we're up by two scores. You know, we've done this to everybody. And, you know, Alabama kind of punches Georgia in the face, and that hadn't happened really all year. And so it's kind of a mix of both depending on what situation you're in. But – I think it's really hard for for players, college players, when they get a two-score lead, it's really hard to stay aggressive. You're going to have to play four quarters to beat Alabama. Uh, you saw Texas A&M, our one loss of the year. They've got a two-score lead, and Alabama just keeps coming and keeps coming and had a chance to win that game, even though they shouldn't have, been, shouldn't have had, but they don't quit. You know, there's one game we played Clemson, and they blew us out. And so it's really one of those things where, and I think maybe they learned this lesson two weeks ago, hey, if we're up by 10 points, that's nothing. That can be erased in no time. And as you've seen through the history, that's happened. And so I think it's one of those things where if Georgia is able to come out and get ahead of Alabama and get ahead of the chains like you saw them last night, that's where Stetson Bennett is comfortable, then you got to keep the gas down. The gas pedal has got to stay down. you got to stick with what's working and not, you know, change what's going on. Don't get too ahead of yourself and do something that's not necessary and give Alabama a window. Yeah, I'm not a coach, um, and I don't understand things as well as uh, the two of you do sometimes from that standpoint. But uh, as a counselor, I would I would probably lean toward what Travis is saying too. I mean, you're you're talking about these kids. These are kids. They're they're 18 to 20. 223 at the most probably and um you know it's I, I, that's another thing i can't imagine you know the kind of pressure 
that these kids are have on them because you know we look at them almost as men grown men they are the body wise of you know obviously way bigger than i am um but they you know they're they've still got you know uh the adolescent mind so you know you're talking about uh a lot of pressure a lot of emotion you know you saw cincinnati with a ton of emotion at the beginning but the problem with emotion uh, is that um, it, it is not a very good uh, control. You know, it, 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 it's something that can be manipulated. It's something that can swing. And if you don't have the ability, and then Alabama's played emotional a lot from time to time, but I think that's the biggest key is if they can keep um, emotionally steady uh, and try to let, you know, what's in between their ears, um, you know, dictate what's going on and not just their emotions, uh, I think Georgia has the capability. I think Alabama has the capability of winning. I think it's just going to come down to who, you know, can hold that and can continue to fight and can continue to do what Travis is talking about. And even if you get down, um, you just keep on pounding away and not let that get to you. All right, gentlemen, we are nine days away from the national championship at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis between Georgia and Alabama. And we got plenty of time to break down this game, but I need an early prediction from each of you, a non-biased prediction from Alabama fans, just the key matchups, what do you expect to happen in the game, and a score prediction. Starting with Travis, go ahead. All right, so I, I think, you know, as a coach, and I know there are cliches, it's hard to beat a, a team twice, and I agree with that to a large degree. I think there are some positives for both teams you got to keep Stetson in manageable situations you know I don't think you know comparing him to Bryce Young isn't fair comparing anybody to Bryce Young really isn't fair I'm not saying that Bryce Young is that far ahead but he he does have a ton of stuff going on for him and so I like Stetson Bennett I like his story Uh, I also think playing on the carpet playing in the dome will benefit both teams because they're speedy but I think something people don't think about is playing in that humidity yesterday in Miami, Florida, out in the open, and Alabama playing inside. I, that's just something that I've recently thought about. You know, I thought Al- I think Alabama played Clemson in Miami a few years ago, or played somebody in Miami, beat them, and then in the national championship, they were just flat-footed, like they just looked tired, they looked emotionless. So I think that's a part, but it's going to be really difficult. And I may change. I reserve the right to change this since we are so far out. But right now I'm thinking Georgia's probably going to win it. I really do think, uh, you know, that there was some stuff that went on. I think Alabama won the game. I think they did the things they needed to two weeks ago. But now both teams, you know, it's win and you're going home with a trophy or not. And I think this is when I really kind of lean into Kirby Smart getting it done uh, some way, somehow. Uh, but I do believe Georgia will have to play four complete quarters. They showed last night they could do it. They've shown it all season. And so they've been the more consistent team. So you got a score for that? I don't know about a score yet. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with a score. Uh, I tend to go, I think it was two points, was the, is, is the, the odds on it. Uh, I think Alabama's a two-point dog or however that works. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go there for now. I, I'm, I'm I hate to do that to you, Richard, but I'm just gonna have to wait on the score. But I think Georgia wins. 
Yeah, and I, man, as an Alabama fan, I feel like, you know, I let all my people down uh, when I when I say the same thing. But, um, and again, I told you, I have a hard time picking against Alabama because I'm not going to tell anybody I'm buying a steak dinner this year on it uh, or in this game. But um, I, I do feel like Georgia will have the upper hand when it comes to just that underdog feeling. Um, they have been more consistent uh, all year than we have been. I f- kind of felt like the SEC championship game was just one of those. We finally played um, just our our brains out. I mean, we just played one of the best games that we've played all year. And then we come back with Cincinnati. And, you know, I don't know whether Cincinnati is that good uh, or if we were a little flat. But, um, you know, we uh, Bryce Young seemed to have a hard time, a little bit harder time without uh, – Minchie in there and you know different different things that may come into play some of our offensive line being out uh if they're out um just I don't know I I feel like uh I feel like Georgia has the upper hand but I do feel like it'll be close and I think it's just going to be one of those it may end up being that game kind of like uh you were referencing earlier where Georgia came up just short at the end of the game it may be whoever's you know got the 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 ball in their hand at the at the last bit of the game or whoever has the chance to score last it may be back and forth you know blasting each other it could be a a big defensive game like we saw with Cincinnati last night I don't know I'm I, I'm, I'm kind of like Travis I, I reserve a little right to uh, to change that as we see how the week goes on all right so the over under in this game is fifty two point five and of course Georgia is a two and a half point favorite I don't like the fact that they made Georgia a favorite. One of the reasons why I feel Alabama beat Georgia in the SEC championship is because you lit a fire underneath Alabama when you made them a six-and-a-half-point underdog. Nick Saban's teams, since he's taken over, and Alabama has gone on this incredible run since 2010, has only been an underdog three times now. And it's been to Georgia, and these players get motivated. And Alabama is still... Alabama, they have the number one recruiting class just about every year, and they have players in the NFL constantly. It's a revolving door of coaches, but this is why Nick Saban is so great, is he is going to build up his players and not have his players take advantage of what he likes to call is rat poison. We don't want to have players getting in their heads, and they just go out and play the game. But the matchup I'm really looking forward to is Will Anderson on the outside, and if Stetson Bennett can do what he did against Michigan where he got around and used his legs to get out of the pocket, that's why they didn't call Aiden Hutchinson's name that many times because Stetson Bennett was able to move outside the pocket but use Brock Bowers, who actually had a very good game against Alabama in the SEC Mm -hmm. Championship as he had 10 catches for 139 yards and a touchdown. I think that that is going to be a matchup nightmare. I was looking at the teams, and Alabama does have an advantage on the quarterback. I think it's a little even on the running backs. Alabama definitely has the best wide receiver, Jamison Williams. But when it comes to tight ends, Georgia has the best tight end in college football. And it was a travesty that he did not win the Mackey Award. But Brock Bowers is already an NFL tight end as a true freshman. And I think that Georgia needs to exploit that matchup. And Alabama needs to exploit the corners. If Bryce Young can actually get the ball to Jamison Williams, Georgia needs to have to put a safety on top 
because Jameson Williams will get his receptions, and that's something that Georgia really had a problem with on defense. Of course, if the Alabama offensive line holds ground and stands firm and not not letting the Georgia linebackers, N'Kobe Dean, Nolan Smith, or Louis Seen get into the backfield, I think Alabama will be fine. And I think I'm I'm thinking this game is going to be a lot closer than the matchup two weeks ago, but it's still early for me to pick a winner. I'd like to see Georgia win, but I still think that Alabama will be ready to play in this game, and it could go down to the last play of the game like you mentioned, Travis. Well, it takes a few things for Alabama to lose, and it is your quarterback playing his out of his mind. He's playing you – know, you've got the Steven Garcia, the Calzada, Texas A&M quarterback that played the best game they've ever played in their entire life, and you got to have some crazy things go your way. Now, to the Bowers, I mean, I completely agree. He is a beast, uh, and uh, I think one thing – I think the pick six – we had a chance for two pick sixes uh, the first quarter – uh, Bennett went to, I think he was going to Bowers, and we had a guy step in front of it, dropped it. And then later on in the third quarter, he went to Bowers. I believe that's who he was throwing to when we picked six that one. And so I think Alabama played a little bait game there. They were willing, especially with the lead, to kind of you know let him go to the tight end, not saying that Bowers didn't get his. Uh, I'm not saying that at all because he got several catches covered. I mean, we were all over him, and he'd make catches. So I – Absolutely agree. Best tight end in, in, the, in the sport. Uh, but I do think that that was one of the pick sixes. One of the picks or the, the pick six was off of that play. And so I think you're right. I think it's going to he's going to come into play a lot. I do want to speak to Will Anderson, an absolute beast. Like you, you better be double teaming him or run away from him. And even then, he's not Aiden. He's going to run you down. And so. It's like one of those deals, I agree, Bennett's got to get out on his feet, get away from him, and make a quick decision. If you're not making fast, quick decisions, even if you're running away from him, he's going to run you down. And so, uh, well, you know, there's just athletic beasts all they, over the place. They made a good point, and I, and I hadn't thought about this as much. Um, they were making this point before the game last night, and honestly, they didn't call Will Anderson's name a lot. But before the game, um, they were they were discussing him and said even if he's not making the plays, a lot of the plays are being made because of him. You know, he's drawing extra attention. He's got somebody else, you know, coming after him, and that's allowing other guys to make those plays. And and so um, I think that's going to be big. And then I've said all year um, that when Bryce Young runs the ball. Uh, when he when he uses his legs a little bit more, things you know can get really great. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's done well throwing, but um, I think that was the key to uh, you know maybe winning the Auburn game, and then especially the way we played in the SEC championship game. Is I just kept saying, if he'll run, if he'll do something, if he'll move, use his legs a little bit more. I've always I've been wanting him to do that, and I think through most of the year, maybe they were telling him not to. I don't know what was going on. Um, but last night he did that a few times. It made a big difference. He probably didn't do it as much as I would have thought that he would have, but he didn't have to. So, Well, gentlemen, there's one thing we can all agree on is that the SEC is the best conference in college football. We're excited. We finally have another 
SEC National Championship, a rematch of the 2018 National Championship in Atlanta. Gentlemen, it has been fun. Thank you for joining me on the show today. I had a blast talking about this upcoming National Championship. I can't wait for it. It's nine days away, and there's just so much to talk about. But thank you once again for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you, Richard. Appreciate uh, your content you put out there. Would encourage everybody to check out benandtravis.com. If you like some of this nonsense we've shared today, we, we do have serious things that we talk about as well. But thank you, Richard, for having us. No problem. Uh, that was Travis Creasy and Ben Hayes. They are the hosts of the podcast, Helping Healing Humor with Ben and Travis. And you can check it out on the Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Casts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Gentlemen, it's been great, and uh, thank you for joining me once again. All right, that's all the time I have on the show. I do want to thank all my listeners, and don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. And I'm also on Twitter and Instagram And stay tuned for Monday's show as we break down the weekend of sports. Have a great day, everybody, and a happy new year. Bye. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been the Sports Beat with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.